American Hammers Radio. Welcome into American Hammers Radio, episode number eight, with your host, yours truly, Tex of the Fresno Irons, and also the one, the only, the curly-headed prince himself, the Zack Attack. How are you today, Zach? Um, I have no idea. It feel, it's weird. Ever since the game on Sunday, every day has not felt like that day. Like Monday didn't feel like a Monday. It felt more like a Saturday to me. Tuesday didn't feel, felt more like a Monday than it did anything. And then today felt like this really weird day. Of, like, you know how you get a, get a weird day off from work for no apparent reason? Yeah, I'm a teacher. We take bullshit days off all the time. Yeah, it felt like that. <laughs> Columbus Day. I mean, he founded America. We also take Flag Day off. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but National Cement Day is coming up, and we get uh, part of that day off as well. Um, yeah, Zach, I'm not going to lie. Um, West Ham beat Man United, and they didn't just beat them. They beat them handily. Um, and I, I'm going to apologize to all our listeners, all four of you. I just want you to know that um, I, I predicted a 2-2 draw, and I was clearly wrong. We dominated. We were the better team on both ends. Um, do you ever remember a time walking to a game against the top six side and going, we're the better team? Because I think Declan Rice said it best after the game, Zach, we are very, very good. Good in the back end. We have Fabianski at goal who is – I'm telling you right now, I, after that game against Man United, give that boy a hammer of the year. I mean, it's incredible what he's done in the first five games of the season. Absolutely incredible. Oh, wait, is it six games? Six games. My God, it's six games into the season. I, if you didn't get a chance to watch the game, uh, West Ham United, absolutely dominant. They got a beautiful team goal. Uh, Yarmolenko finished it off uh, again with that dangerous left foot. And then every West Ham fan, every poll I saw, Zach, do you start Cresswell? Do you go with Ben Johnson? What do we do that Arthur Masuaku's out? I, I said it on the last show. You start Cresswell. And look what Cresswell does. Because Cresswell's got a wicked, wicked free kick. And especially with that left foot, it was right in his wheelhouse. It didn't matter how good De Gea was, Zach. It did not matter. He walked up to De Gea, got De Gea's girlfriend's number, called her that night. And the next thing you know, she's having little Cresswells. That is what he did to David De Gea on that shot. It was absolutely beautiful. It was the cherry on top of the cake. We dominated. We deserved the second goal. We got the second goal. And I think it's summed up best by a picture. If you go to the Fresno irons page that I posted of Mark Noble on the training table, just smiling because we were clearly the better side. Yes, we were. And it's funny because De Gea is one of the, apparently one of the best goalkeepers in the world. And we made him look like, He's playing on a middling team, and Manchester United today, just today, announced that they're in a rebuilding process. And Marino said after the game that the, um, that he did not see any improvement from when he was in t- um, the manager. And so he's just kind of like, what the hell is this? And so for them to come out and say, this is a rebuilding year, it's going to take time. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. Finally, some an English football team say this is a rebuilding year. I've never heard that. I hear that expression all the time in American sports. You look at the New York Rangers a couple years back. They lost 6-2 on Wednesday night hockey, and they get a rebuilding. They say they're in a rebuild, rebuilding year. The Dolphins, they're 0-3. They're in a rebuilding year. 
Uh, the Raiders seem to always be rebuilding. Uh, <laughs> As a Chief fan, you can say that twice, please. <laughs> but it's just one of these things that you don't hear very often in foreign sports. And most of the time when you rebuild, you're rebuilding. You, your team starts to lose quality. Uh, you start to lose uh, more games and you win. And that normally means, a, in the U.S., at least a higher draft pick. In Europe, it means you get relegated. I don't see Manchester United getting relegated anytime soon unless all the money in the world just walks up, washes up. But the fact that they played as poorly as they did is beyond pathetic in my mind. This is one of the, they have the high, one of the highest um, starting 11 in all of Europe and they couldn't even get a goal against us, which says a lot about us, says a lot about how well we've been playing as a team. Three things I want to bring up. Number one, um, I know that you guys are only listening on the on the podcast here, but uh, I got to compliment Zach right now. He did probably the greatest use of air quotes ever when he said De Gea is probably the greatest goalie of all time because I don't believe that he is. Yeah, I think the guy playing for the uh, I think Lucas Fabianski is better than David De Gea, and I'd much rather have him between the pipes. Call me crazy. I'm fine with that. I'll be crazy for that man. Um, I also want to comment on this. It bothers my soul a little bit, and it, it's almost a, like a backhanded slap in the face that they come out and say that they're in a rebuilding year because they lose to West Ham United. It's still a lack of respect that we get. We are a good side. We are a good team. We knew going into the season, Zach, I think you and I both said it on our prediction show, I predicted us to go as high as sixth place. I think you predicted seventh place. Um, it's a situation, really, when I look at it, Zach, it's a slap in the face to go, oh, well, we lost to West Ham. We might as well just say we're in a rebuilding where to save face. No, pardon my French, but fuck you. Fuck you and that whole sentiment because it's BS. And I really hate watching the NBC sports coverage when they tapped into Sky and I'm watching thinking they're going to talk some good stuff about West Ham United. No, no, the whole thing was talked about Manchester United and how poorly they're playing and nobody wanted to give credit. Well, you know what? I got news for you. The reason they played so poorly is because we were so on top of our game. We have better players than they do. We are faster than they are. We have we have more skilled finishers than they do, and we have a better goalie. And it bothers my soul that they won't even give us the most little inkling of credit, Zach. The little inkling. All I want is for you to say we're good. That's all I want. I broke up with my girlfriend the other day because she told me I was ugly. I just want to compliment, Zach. Just give me a goddamn compliment. So, when le interesting you bring that up about how we're not getting reference at all. Um, and it's always bashing Man U. When, um, who's his face? Uh, when Lester came up the um, recently um, from the Championship to the Premier League, um, Lester was kind of an afterthought and they were like, they were like this small town. They're probably small team. They're probably going to get pushed back down. But they stayed. They stayed up. And then when they won in the championship year, it wasn't until about January, give or take, that the, all the media was just like went from "Wow, this team is really good. What's gotten into them?" to "This team might actually win. Holy shit! They're no longer a small club. They are a big club." And they still have that mentality now when talking about them. So it needs. To, it takes time. If we keep going the way that we're going in the league then we should have no problem whatsoever with us getting talked about more in a much more positive light. And I think a lot of it has to do with our mentality. Uh, Declan Rice said that we are finally getting a big club mentality. 
we're not a small town, small town club like Aston Villa or Norwich. We are now a big club, and we play in a big stadium, and we need to fill that stadium. Zach, um, it's a very rare occurrence, so I want you to I want you to savor this. Um, you are one hundred percent correct, and and I, I stand corrected. I think you're right. I think I'm jumping the gun a little bit with my emotions, but God damn it, Zach, I just want to compliment. I want somebody to acknowledge the fact that our manager has gone out and got phenomenal talent. We're playing well. God, just give me a fucking compliment, Zach, please. Just one. That's all I'm asking for. I am sick and tired of hearing of the big six. It's about to become a big seven because we're going to be the ones crashing the damn party. And we know they can't call it big six because you can't leave one of them out because, you know, they're all about equal rights and fair play. But when it comes to the little guy, we don't get equal rights. We don't get fair play. Vote for me and I will make West Ham great. God, I feel like I'm trying to make a campaign speech here. Well, that's coming soon enough. Well, all right. Look, uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on here. All right. Obviously, that Man United game. There's a ton of things we could say we liked. There's probably very few things we could say we didn't like. So I'm gonna go ahead and ask you our question. What did you like that you saw from the match, and what did you not like? I liked Aaron Cresswell. He. I said last week that if we could build a turret into that uh, missing master weapon spot, I would do it. He was the little turret that we needed. And that shot, my God, that came out of a cannon. That was a goal-seeking missile. Absolutely beautiful. I'm going to tell you what I liked from the match. I like the the roar of London Stadium when we scored goals. All this talk the last two years about, oh, we gave up our home, we gave up our home. I'm going to quote Dave Walker from the West Ham Way podcast over there in England uh, by way of London with ex-West Ham employee, and I'm going to say this. We are building memories there, and that's a memory we're going to remember beating Manchester United 2-0 in a dominant fashion and what I think is going to be a defining year for West Ham United and Manuel Pellegrini. Well, when all is said and done in 99 years, when the, our lease is up and we're probably going to build this super huge 150,000-seat stadium um, once our lease is up in the London Stadium, we're gonna, they're going to look back and do uh, the 99 best games at the Olympic Stadium. And this, has to, this game's probably going to be one of those 99 games. Couldn't agree with you more. Now, this is the toughest question I'm probably going to ask you today, Zach. What did you not like from the game? What would you like to see improve for West Ham United? Us playing the advantage. There was a moment when Rashford went down. Um, he was behind the play, completely out of it. He went down, and... We started moving the ball up the field, and then, like, we kick it out. I'm like, he's giving you the advantage. Take the advantage. He's behind the play. He has nothing to do with the play. If he was injured in the play, that'd be one thing. But, no, he's fallen and he can't get up. That's not our fault. I, I, I'm going to go out, and I'm going to tell you right now, um, I, I agree with you. Um, we got to have that killer instinct. We got to go after him. No other team, you know. If the roles were reversed and Man United went and scored a goal, everybody would be saying, you know, you got to play the game. But if we would have gone down and scored, they'd be like, all this poor sportsmanship from West Ham United. That's just been the way that it goes down. But what I did not like that I saw, and this is going to kind of come um, with a little bit of a grain of salt. I did not like the fact before the match, all the people that were messaging and talking how poor Cresswell was. Cresswell's been a starter for this club. He has absolutely been phenomenal. That last year at the Bowl Inn, he, I mean, he was pushing for his national team uh, to be a very strong representative 
uh, for I believe he plays for Ireland, right? Or is it Scotland? He plays for one of the two. And the thing is, I just did. I, I, I really hate it when West Ham fans start coming after our own. I think there's a reason when you can, like Marco Analtovich, he deserves for us to go after because of the bullshit he pulled. But not not a stand-up guy like Cresswell. Not. Like, okay. Cresswell's a guy that has been a servant of the club. He's done everything right. Um, he doesn't bitch and complain when he doesn't play. And, you know, when he gets out there and he gets an opportunity, look what he does. And that was the one thing I didn't like. Okay, so Cresswell actually plays for England. I could have swore, man. I Forgive me, guys, but I knew he was pushing for a spot. Um, I, we're going to call him Irish for the remainder of the show, even though we know he plays for England. Because we already have one Irishman that plays for England, Declan Rice, so we'll just call him Irish, too. So, well, Adam, um, just take back the aisles. <laughs> yeah, here it is. We're just we're just making things happen here on the West Ham, uh, on American Hammers Radio, excuse me. Uh, we're just making things happen. Well, that was a great, great start to our weekend. It was a beautiful Sunday. I'm sure pancakes taste better. Uh, the game kicked off at 6 a.m. out here in Fresno, so it was 9 a.m. for you and your lucky ass. You didn't have to wake up early like me. Um, so I'm sure pancakes tasted better. If you got a chance to get laid, great. I was able to find the porn videos I wanted very fast because everything was in a good mood. You know, Zach, everything was in a good mood. But then today happened. And as you know, it was the fourth round of the Carborough Cup and West Ham United drew Oxford United, a game that all West Ham fans thought they were going to win. And in fact, when yesterday, when Tottenham got bounced out of the Carborough Cup, um, West Ham fans taking the piss on Tottenham, taking the absolute piss on them. It was beautiful. Some of the memes I saw, it was hilarious. Well, then West Ham go out today, Zach, and lose 4-0 to Oxford United. I want you to finish this sentence for me, and I'm going to let you go. Are you what after seeing that result? Complicit. Complicit. It, please elaborate. So it's an it's look it's the it's the EFL Cup. It's not a huge deal. It's not like I mean sure don't get me wrong it would be great to win a trophy, but when we're fifth in the league now, um, and we are pushing to be in the top four, and we we need to focus our attention more on that. It's not like we're pushing middle of the table and like okay we can sacrifice a couple league games for a cup run. No, we can't do that. Now, if we're going to stay in the top, if we're going to stay in the top uh, six discussion, we need to focus a lot more on the league and a lot more about about winning the league, or at least getting a European place. So I'm really complicit with it. I'm on one hand, I'm not happy that we lost for nothing, especially with most of the team being reserve players. Um, but on the other hand, it could be worse. This could, this could have been an actual league game. Well, a, a Premier League game against, I don't know, pick a random team, Arsenal. I, I, I'm i just going to go out on a limit, and I, I, I don't know what's happening, Zach. I don't, but we are agreeing too much for our own good because you're right again, Zach. I don't know what you're doing. Your hair looks more beautiful today. I, I, I know that we are over 3,000 miles apart, but I feel like you smell good. I'm just going to say it. Um, the, the truth, the truth is this, I, I'm not English and I don't have a romance with the FA cup. I don't have a romance with the, with the league cup and the Carbaro cup. Um, I know the league and Carbaro cup are the same. It, it's just frustrating 
because I don't like losing 4-0. But if you ask me this question, Zach, would you rather finish in the top four in the Premier League or win the Carbaro Cup? I want to be in the Champions League. I want West Ham United to be playing Barcelona. That's what I want. That's the expectation I have for the club that I support, West Ham United. So to be honest with you, I'm compl- I'm complacent as well. Or maybe I'll use a different word. I'll use a synonym. I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent to this result because the truth is, like you said, if you sit there and said, would you like to win this trophy? The answer is yes. But if you put it up against the Premier League or the FA Cup, no. I, I don't want to see one of my top guys get hurt in this game. And this is the thing that I'll say. I'm starting to realize it. Um, for those of you that don't know, I went to Fresno State. Now, one thing about Fresno State football um, is that Fresno State, their starting 11 can compete with anybody, but they don't have depth. So if one guy goes down, there's not much depth. It's the same thing with West Ham. Our starting 11 can play with anybody in the Premier League. We know it, except for Manchester City. We just can't play with Manchester City. But we can play with pretty much anybody in the league, Zach. But when we put in our reserves and our young guys, there's a there's a drop. When Man City's guy goes down, they're bringing a guy that costs $60 million off the bench to replace him. We don't have that luxury. So... The way that I kind of look at it is I'm not going to call it a blessing disguise. I'm not even going to call it a disappointment. I'm going to say the expectation is that we're going to have a world-class football team with world-class players, world-class manager, and a world-class stadium. Winning the Carbaro Cup does not make us world-class. So as far as we're chasing world-class, Zach, I agree with you, and our focus should be on the Premier League and possibly the FA Cup but this is not a trophy that I'm going to sweat losing. If that if that puts my West Ham fandom into jeopardy, then so be it. But that's just how I feel. All right. I, I want to read off the starting lineup that we had. So we had Jimenez and Net, Masuaku, Diop, Balbuena, Zabaleta. Zabaleta was the captain. Holland, Fornells, Wilshire, Snodgrass, and Ajeti. The Swiss guy. Um, and we brought on Anderson, Alaira, Noble. We need – this is the problem that I'm having with our depth. It's not depth – it's not deep enough. We Sure, we have some quality guys in the back, but we need more – we need better quality players on the bench because if we're going to start like winning cups and start to attempt to do the double, we need to have a, T, a team A and a team B, not a team A and a team C+. You're 100% right, Zach, and that leads me right into my next question for you. Do you want a cup run this season from West Ham United? Obviously, the League Cup is now out, but do you want to see us go for the FA Cup? Do you think we should we should put eggs into that basket to go for that? Do you want a cup run? Well, th- so this depends on – so the FA Cup begins in what, January, right? For us? So, yes. Yeah, so by that time, I think it's like mid-January – we could have gone out and signed a bunch of new bench uh, replacement players to the bench, uh, which would be fine if we can if we can go with two teams and run with it. Sure, that makes a lot of sense. And but it, at the same time, it depends where we are in the table. If we are in the top six and we look like we are going to stay in the top six, then there's a legitimate in my mind then I honestly think that, sure, we should try to win a couple of games in the FA Cup, but we shouldn't kill ourselves going through um, like 15, like trying to win the whole thing. 
we should focus on finishing top six and possibly securing the spot to Europe that way. I think you're 100% right, Zach. Um, but I, I think I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, if you're asking me the question, do I want to make a cup run? I think, yes, I do, but not at the expense of the Premier League. Um, the Premier League is, to me, the ultimate prize. It's the gold medal. The Carbaro Cup is the bronze. The FA Cup is the silver. The Premier League is the gold. And I, I want the gold medal, Zach. That's what I want. I want to walk around Fresno, California, and 559FC out here, and I want to be able to gloat and say that West Ham United are the champions. And in this, in this town here in Fresno, that's a badge you wear with honor because the, all the clubs out here, uh, supporters clubs that we have here in Fresno, which are eight different ones, um, believe me, when you have the ability for bragging rights, you take full advantage of them. Uh, right now, no Manchester United fan in Fresno wants to be around me because they're going to hear it. You know, so do I want a cup run? Yeah, I'd love to see a cup run, but not at the expense of the Premier League. And that's just where it comes down to me for you. And I'm not trying to sit there and devalue the FA Cup that has all this history and legacy behind it. I don't have that romance about it. And I'm not trying to say that I'm right. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm wrong. But for people that value the FA Cup, then by all means, yes, I understand why you would want that. But for me, it's all about that league title. It's hoisting that trophy after going through 38 games against the best football in the world in the English Premier League and being able to raise that trophy and call yourself champions. That, to me, is the ultimate prize. Well, yes, but at the same time, there's so much history and so much prestige behind the FA Cup. It really is put forth modern football as it is, and so that's, there's all that. But at the same time, it's there too many like there are way too many games. You got 38 regular season games, then you got what, however many you got uh, for the Carborough Cup, and then you got however many you got for the FA Cup. It by the end of the year, how are you not burned out? All right, I I think you're right, and I think uh, to quote Pep Guardiola, who I'm you know. He's a great dresser. I still don't like him all that much just because he's not uh, managing West Ham. But I love you, Pellegrini. I don't really want Pep. But uh, the thing is this, man. Like, when you really look at it from – Pep said it best. You want to win – you need a squad of 25 players minimum. Yep. You want to go for all these cups and you want to win a treble. You want to win, uh, you know, four trophies in a year. You need, a, you need depth. Like you said, you need – you, you basically need to be able to field two starting 11s that are both comparable to each other. And it's tough to do because look at the amount of money you have to spend to get qu high-quality starters that can be effective in the Premier League. I mean, um, we've made two phenomenal signings, and our, our two signings have broke the record in Philippe Anderson and Sebastian Allaire. But when you really look at it, Zach, that's, that's $90 million between the two of them. We don't have money to splash around like that to bring it in. I don't even think Man City does. There's a reason that they keep falling off. They have a very strong bench, but they can't ever pull it all the way out. They always get one, maybe two, but they never get all three or four. Well, um, hang really quickly. Um, but if you look at it, and also because we play in one of the best leagues in all of the world, in the Premier League, if you look at Celtic, Celtic's won the treble multiple times, and they don't have a very large uh, bank account. No, but... Because they play such poor opposition most of the time, they have no problem. And an issue with burnout, if you look at uh, Marseille, 
two uh, two years ago when Kayak's first full year back, they made it to a cup final. They made it to a ve- they made it very deep in the other cup, um, and then they lost the Europa League final. And they played like seventy something games at the end of the season. That was like twenty more than Paris Saint Germain. And Paris Saint Germain was in the Champions League. And by the end of the year, this and that's how Payet got injured right before the um, the World Cup, and that's why he wasn't there winning the World Cup, even though I said he was, and I lost money on that. I, I think we. I, I can't believe we're agreeing so much, Zach. It, it's shocking me. I think I'm rubbing off on you by osmosis. Um, I'm not positive, but that's what I think. Well, obviously. Um, a poor result today, a 4-0 loss to uh, Oxford United. Uh, very frustrating, I think, for me. I don't mind losing, but I don't like losing to a team like that 4-0. So, obviously, that's not a good foot to get off on as we head into the game next week against Bournemouth. Um, Bournemouth is an interesting team, Zach. Um, they're kind of this team that have had some pretty good results, but I wouldn't sit there and say that they've played what you would call the best of competition. They currently sit one point behind us in the table with 10 points. So they're going to be looking at this game as a pretty big game. Um, they they opened up the season against Sheffield United with a draw. They beat Aston Villa. They got they got beat by Man City. They, beat, uh, they lost to Leicester, which is a team I think that we're going to have to deal with. I think Leicester and West Ham are going to be fighting for that top six uh, to break that in. They beat Everton down fairly well, 3-1. They got another great win against Southampton. Everton is up and down. Southampton's not very good. And they just got knocked out of the Carborough Cup as well as they went down to Burton. So both teams are coming into this game with a poor result in the Carborough Cup. But what are your thoughts on this Bournemouth side uh, before you go into your Zach attack? Well, Bournemouth's weird. Whenever we play in Bournemouth, we always seem to have trouble or there's something that always goes against us. And I remember uh, the matchup on Boxing Day two years ago, I think. Um, it was a Mike Dean ref game, and it, we walked out with a 3-3 draw, and it should have been... We should have won that game, but because it's Mike fucking Dean. There you go. That Now I know what name you're talking about. Good job. We had all these problems, and we just got – we were just so frustrated, and there were yellow, double yellows ended out all over the field, and we were just sitting there going, what the hell is this? You um, know, the thing is, um, the thing is about Bournemouth, they have Callum Wilson on that side. He's been linked with West Ham. I want to say – um, I, I remember seeing this maybe a couple of days ago. I think Callum Wilson has his best scoring record against West Ham United. I think that's the team he scores the most frequently against. And, of course, um, he's on that side. They also have Josh King as a strong player. I believe one of those players is injured right now. Um, but nonetheless, I'm with you. Bournemouth is always an interesting game, and it's an away game. So that brings us into this. We are now going to do my favorite segment of the show because I get to listen to the curly-headed prince himself as Zach goes into his attack on Bournemouth. Well, so Bournemouth being a small town in the south uh, south coast, they play in a tiny stadium. It's like this 12,000 little dinky stadium you would expect of a League Two side. And I think the West Ham ticket allotment is like a quarter of the stadium. 
Does that make any sense to you? No, they need to build a new stadium or expand it. Because playing in the Premier League in a 12,000 seat stadium, sure, that's a nice novelty when you first get promoted. But now it's just kind of annoying. You're just, you're watching the game, this like tiny, tiny, tiny little building, and you're like, what the hell is this? Is this Premier League football? <laughs> Invest in your goddamn team, damn it. I, I'm just going to say this. Um, they're called the Cherries. And if you lose to a team called the Cherries, I think um, I think every West Ham player should be forfeiting their check because they're called the fucking Cherries. Well, that is such a ridiculous name. And the logo, the guy with the ball on his head, looks like he's taking the shower. Well, you know that logo was made in 1988 um, after uh, the president, Ronald Reagan, I believe, uh, is why that, that came out because uh, he was a big proponent of showers in Europe because – you know, of, of uh, extenuating circumstances. But it, it, I, I don't know, man. Like, th- this is uh, – Bournemouth is, a, is an interesting side. Um, they're currently sitting one spot behind us. I don't look at their results other than that Everton game to say that it's a quality result. They beat Everton. Everton has been up and down. They have not been consistent. Um, so I don't really know how to feel about that one. But their only real dominant win they have is over Southampton, and Southampton's most likely going to get relegated this year. At least I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to stay up. So that brings us into this, Zach. Well, hang on, hang on. Um, they have five players that will not, that officially will not play. Um, David Brooks, uh, Charlie Daniels, Dan Gosling, Adam Smith, great economist, by the way, and Junior Stanilis? That's a weird last name for an Englishman. <laughs> it's probably not English. <laughs> well, in the country flag, it says England. And there's three more questionable. Um, you got Francis, you got Groverland, and you got Kelly. So we need to hit them hard, and we need to attack them. And I hope to God that we can, that Pellegrini can rally the troops up behind, even though they're the loss, rally the troops and go, hey, we need to win this game. And we go out and we win it. All right, Zach. Let me hear it. What is your prediction for West Ham United traveling to Bournemouth? I think it's going to be three to us, and we're going to have a very late winner. So you're calling a late winner. I'm calling a 1-0 win. I think the clean sheets continue. I think West Ham United are going to be tight defensively. I think just like every time we've ever gone there, it's going to be a struggle. We're going to have to weather the storm. I, I, uh, in the Fresno Irons here in California, we have it. We uh, we have the uh, first 20-minute shot. So if we survive the first 20 minutes without conceding, everybody in the bar has to take a shot. We only make the kids take shots of Coca-Cola, so don't worry. We're not giving kids alcohol but uh you know i think if we weather the storm and i think we put it in i think we're too good attacking i think we will find our way to the goal and i do believe we will get that 1-0 win who's your goal score so your goal scores so i think um alaire's gonna get a nice uh, ticky tacky one i think um rice is gonna finally get on the score sheet and i think anderson is going to show up and get a really Weird one, but it's going to be counted as an own goal. Even though, man, we, we got we got the the curl the curls on your head are giving you mystic advice right now in your ears. Well, hang on, hang on. I did predict last week a two 0 win. You did. You were better than me. You definitely did. By the way, the winning lottery the winning lottery numbers for Saturday for Saturday three twenty nine thirty five forty five fifty eight and eight. <laughs> 
You well, ask for them, I'm giving them to you. Well, I'm just going to tell you, I think I agree with you. I think uh, my one goal scorer, he's played too good all year, and he hasn't got one. I picked him. Now this will be the third week in a row I picked him to get end up on the score sheet. I think this is the one he's actually going to get in on, and that's Philippe Anderson. Um, so who's your man of the match? I think it's going to be Fabianski. He's going to save our butts again and again and again, and he's going to be the only reason why we stay in the game. In the game we if it wasn't for Fabianski, we probably would have lost. We probably would have lost most of the games that we played so far this year. So let's be honest. He deserves all the praise that he's been getting, and he has literally been amazing for us. And I don't know who scouted him, but whoever scouted him deserves like a medal or a pat on the back or pizza or something. Whatever you do to promote good success in scouting. I don't know what you do. As a teacher, anytime I want kids to do anything, if I say I'll throw you a pizza party, it always works. So I couldn't agree with uh, offering that person a pizza party. I think that's a phenomenal idea. Um, I'm just going to say this. I think man of the match is going to be Declan Rice. And the reason why is because uh, in a game where you're going to need some big-time uh, plays to happen, I think Declan Rice does a phenomenal job of breaking up play in the midfield and protecting those two center backs. And I think he's going to be vital in the game. And I think he's going to change it. I think he's better um, than any attacker that um, they can throw at him. That includes Josh King and Callum Wilson. Um, I just really think that it, it Declan is starting. I mean, he's played well all year. It's not like he hasn't. But I thought he played phenomenal against Manchester United. I think that continues. And I think he sets that tone as England's best young prospect that they have in their academy. Okay, it is time for everybody's favorite part. What are your yellow and red cards, Zach? Who do you give your yellow card to for this week? So yellow card I'm going to actually give to Pellegrini for his Carborough Cup um, lineup. I get it. You want to rest the starters for a Saturday. That's fine with me. But we need – but you need to – I hope you're starting to realize that our youth is not the youth that it once was. We need to go out and find replace, uh, suitable replacement players. That can come in and like, oh, uh, Rice is out. Great, we put, we got a guy that can back up Rice. Or if we could just if we can per perfect human cloning, that I'd be fine with that too. <laughs> oh man, we're getting into some serious political topics today. Um, I, I'll just say this: my yellow card is going to go to all the West Ham fans who, um, you know, I, I call it the Jekyll and Hyde syndrome. Um, you haven't seen Cresswell in a while. Last time you saw him, he didn't look good. Arthur Masawaku has played well. But I'm giving a yellow card to West Ham fans. Remember who Aaron Cresswell is. He can come in and he can do a job. And not only can he do that job, he can do it at a pretty high level. And I think he did. I think he had a phenomenal game on Sunday against Manchester United. I think um, he's better defensively than Masawaku. We've all known that. Um, and the one aspect of his game that he gives us that Masawaku doesn't is the free kick. And we got to see the two things Cresswell does really well. He put those into motion in that game. Yes, he lacks that pace that Masawaku has and that creativity. But I'll tell you right now, I like a more shirt-up defense than a more attacking winger. Um, but it was an absolutely brilliant game for Cresswell. So my yellow card goes out to the West Ham fans that were so worried that Cresswell was getting into the starting lineup. Who is your red card for? ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus is the official broadcaster of the EFL Cup. And when I went this afternoon to go look at it, um, the listings, it said not 
it's not on the listings. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I know the game was on television in the UK. Why is it not being shown here? So I tweet at them. And they say, oh, we're sorry. West Ham United, uh, Oxford United, is not on, it's not on ESPN+. Plus. We're sorry about this inconvenience. I'm like, well, why the hell is it not? And I couldn't find an actual uh, illegal stream for the game at all. And our soccer stream is going down. Is a travesty to all soccer fans. Uh, you know, I, I'm your your red card kind of leads into mine. Um, I given my red card every sports pundit um, on Sky Sports in England for not realizing that the best team on the field was West Ham United against Manchester United and not realizing that Manchester United was outclassed by those lowly East Enders of West Ham United. Um, I, I want the credit. I want the compliment. I want them to understand that this is not the West Ham that you think it is anymore. The The whole culture is different now. I, we walked into that stadium knowing we were going to win, and we walked away with a 2-0 win. That's what, a, that's what a good team is supposed to do. You beat the teams that are inferior to you, and Manchester United is inferior to West Ham United right now, and I'm a firm believer in that. So my red card goes to every single pundit that wanted to talk about Manchester United instead of talking about the brilliant performance we saw from West Ham United. All right, that brings us to the end of our show, American Hammers uh, podcast, uh, excuse me, American Hammers radio podcast, episode number eight. But before we get out, the one thing that we forgot to do last week, and I apologize, Zach, I apologize, but it is time for Zach's favorite part of the show. Give us your shameless plug. I was about to say, wait a minute, what are the shameless plugs? Um, Well, first off, before I get into mine, housekeeping news. Weird. Um, American Hammers TV is talking about getting American Hammers shirts made up. Um, so if you want one, uh, message American Hammers TV. Or did he say he's going to be in the store? Or I I thought I was just going to put paint on my face and put it on a shirt and then sell it. So that's the <laughs> last, that was the last idea I had. <laughs> no, no, no. Like force, like that scene in Forrest Gump. Exactly, Zach. And then yours is going to be even better because you have curly hair. Um, so anyways, that's, that's the bit of housekeeping news and the news from up above. Um, but everyone go on to my Instagram, Twitter, uh, pretty much all social media platforms and click on the link and the link It's going to bring you to a thing called link tree. It has all my links on it. Click the very top one. Vote for Gabby. My friend Gabby is run, in the running for Mexican cover girl. Um, the round of 15 is about to end tomorrow and that's going to go into the round of 10. Uh, it's a very long tournament. Yes, we know, but she needs every vote um, that we can get her. Um, and if you want to, uh, you can vote for free through Facebook. We can actually donate. All donations go to the Wounded Warriors Housing Projects. So, well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure that uh, you get on. And um, I can't believe they really like us enough to make American Hammers Radio podcast shirts, Zach. I, I don't really even know how to feel about that, Zach. Um, I, I think we should definitely get royalties. I think we could both end up with at least a box of French fries and a quarter by the end of this thing. Um, once again, we want to thank all of our listeners uh, for listening. Um, it has been absolutely a pleasure doing this. Uh you know, comment, let us know what you think. And if you think we suck, tell us and we'll try not to suck anymore. Or if we don't like you, we'll just continue to suck despite mm. you. So as always, 
Um, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you get out to your uh, your supporter groups and support this Saturday. And if you find yourself out in Maryland, give Zach a call. Um, he'll probably be at the salon shop getting his curls refined. And out here in Fresno, California, I will be at Full Circle Brewing Company. And you can hang out with Fresno's finest, the Fresno Irons, at, at the wonderful time of 7 a.m. for that game. So uh, once again, thank you. And as always, come on, you irons.